Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Chaps Chat Cats. My name is Jake, and I'm joined in the virtual studio by the one and only Mr. Johnny Larkin. Johnny, it feels like it's been about a thousand years since we recorded one of these. It's only been about a week. Yeah, it's only uh, just just over a week, hasn't it, since we did our what, prelim recap. It's good to be back. It feels like it's been a yes. little mini, mini break, but really it's only been, what, seven mm. days? <laughs> a, yeah. usual, a usual break. But no, it's definitely good to be back and looking forward to, to this episode. I think a lot has happened for the Cats in the last you know, a few weeks, especially with the men's off-season happening, the draft and signings and all that. So I'm looking forward to this little bits and bobs. Absolutely. As Johnny alluded to there on the show tonight, the off-season bits and bobs, volume one. Don't know how many volumes of the off-season bits and bobs we'll have, but this is volume one. Um, we were going to do we our... That's right, as many as we <laughs> deem necessary. Um yep. So, yeah, we were going to do our big Cats 2023 review episode, but Sambo's unavailable, work commitments happen. And so instead we thought, well, we still want to put out an episode, so we'll pivot into exactly. the off-season bits and bobs. Instead, go through some of the news we haven't had a chance to chat about. It's also good because it gives me the, an extra week to finish tallying up all the votes from the men's and women's season. I don't have much to go, but I'm, I'm getting there. Excellent, Johnny. Your little homework project there. I like oh, it. Yes. It's good. It's exciting. Um, so it's exciting to go back and list off the players that we've put votes in. And I think I think we're going to be surprised by the results. Okay. Possibly. Sounds good to it's me. Close. It's close. It's close up the top. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it may be a surprise, well, but most likely it won't be a surprise when we look back on the season. Well, something else that wasn't a surprise, John, um, and that was one of Geelong's very own being rewarded for an excellent first season in the AFLW, Ashling Maloney. That's what we call a professional transition, Johnny. Oh, uh, Ashling well, Maloney Ash. wins the AFL Players uh, AFL Players Association, AFLW Players Association. No, just says AFL Players. Mm. Uh, AFL nice. Players Association, um, Best First Year Player Award. Uh, just reading from the article on the Cats website. Um, voted on by the AFLW Playing Group. Was presented to Maloney at the AFL Players MVP Awards on Tuesday night uh, in South Melbourne. Johnny Maloney averaged 10.5 disposals per game, 3.3 marks, one and a half tackles, nearly a goal a game in season one. I mean, we've said it a few times on the show, but it's another opportunity to say it again, uh, a fitting reward for a future superstar of the game. Yeah, absolutely. It was a pretty sensational season. We, oh, I think you, out of the three of us, were definitely expecting something of this sort of level, but I don't think even you were expecting it to for her to play the way she did this season. It was pretty incredible to see how easily and efficient, efficiently she picked up the game. It was crazy to see. 
feels like she's been playing it for a long time. Made fools of many defenders many times. So, and I'll still stick by what I said in the during the season is that if she continues to develop the way she is and sticks with the cats and you know keeps coming back for more AFLW, she's going to become unstoppable very soon in the near future, I reckon, because yeah, just just her ability to turn, to dash, to mark, um, and run and chase and tackle is all pretty elite. Um, and, you know, just got to fix that goal kicking. But even saying that, her goal kicking for a first year, for playing first games of AFLW in a new, in a new in a foreign country for a new people, all that is pretty incredible. So I found someone special and... She deservedly wins AFL PA best first year player. It would have been a crime against humanity if she didn't, because yeah, it was a pretty elite season by her from where she came from. Yeah. A hundred percent. I went back and listened to some of our stonks episode ahead of the season. Um oh, nice. last week, I think it was. And yeah, I was definitely like high on her potential and upside, but even I said, oh, I think it'll take her a season to really find her feet, you know, but I think we'll see signs. If Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think in terms of what's her ceiling. Have we kind of seen it or, you know, are we? Se- is there more to come? I kind of feel like there's more to come. Um, another season in the system, in the game, Um I think it's it's onward and upward for Ashling Maloney. The crucial thing is stay at the Cats. Stay, stay at the Cats, the Cats. Just have a long career in Geelong. Um, yeah. One of the best Absolutely. recruiting wins for this AFLW team, Johnny, because as as you remember, yeah. the Irish Examiner had it, that the Brisbane Lions were the favourite to win the race for Maloney and Dan Lowther and Megatron McDonald made an excellent pitch and ultimately, yeah. We we they got went, the goods there. So they went that extra mile, literally. They flew over to Ireland just to pitch her and they got her. So what well on to the cats for well done, John. You know, flying that extra mile to get this player. It's just a shame that um Rose Kennedy wasn't able to get a full season because mm. the few glimpses that we saw of her in the prelim, I think if she had a whole season, we should be right up there with probably not right up there with Ashling, but she could have had similar impact to Ashling. I think she showed a lot. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing her next season. Absolutely. Um, Speaking of next season, it's always not the most comfortable thing to talk about, but that's list changes at this time of year. Obviously, there's a draft coming up. And, you know, you can't bring players in without moving players out. And there's three players, Johnny, a, a trio of players, who have been informed that they will not be offered contracts for 2024. Those include Mia Skinner, who's been in and around the Cats for a while, drafted by Geelong in 2019, um, and then I believe brought back in 2021 or 2022. I can't remember exactly how all that worked. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was redrafted ahead of AFLW Season 7. Uh, was It was stalwart of the VFLW team. So Mia Skinner, Ingrid Hootsma, who was a former Tiger, uh, the club traded for Hootsma ahead of AFLW season seven. And Samantha Gooden, um, also uh, former netball, uh, I believe. Uh, yeah, played elite netball. 
um, also won't be offered. Um, that obviously also follows the retirement of Renee Gehring. So there's now four spots yeah. on the list sort of opening up. That's all the retirements we've had so far. It's the, the only three, um, you know, non-offers we've had. I feel, you know, uh, for Mia Skinner, who's, you know, obviously had like an injury interrupted time at the Cats on and off. Um, obviously, you know, you wish them all the best for the future, um, whether that's at another club or not. Uh, I don't know if you've got any thoughts, Johnny. It's, it's yeah, always a tricky yeah, thing just... to talk about when players aren't offered an extension. It is. It is. It is tricky. But, yeah, it's one of those things where you just go, well, Cats team know what they're doing best. It was a shame we didn't get to see much mm. of these these players play for these hoops. But, yeah, life goes mm. on and, you know, all players go into AFL game, AFL club, AFL career, whatever, M or, or W, and, you know, know that it's, it's not a certain – a guarantee that you're going to get into play games and it could be a chance you'll be dropped and, yeah. you know, cut from the list. So it is – Pretty the the rough rough end of the um the sporting game happens in every league, but yeah, it's a shame to see them go. But <clears throat> hopefully they all get a chance elsewhere. But it's it, mm. it will be tough to break into this team that's very solid now, especially the midfield. Um, it's there's not many players that are going to be able to break into that midfield, and the way to how young they are. You can't really mm. blame the cats for going if you know you are young midfielders. There's not going to be much chance of you getting in here unless you really excel. So it could be a benefit for the club and the players involved. But mm. I hope I hope that I hope they all three do find a new club or other sports because they all seem like good players. Yeah, and as as you said it. It's one thing being on a being on any old team and trying to make make a list. It's competitive for spots, all that sort of thing. It's another thing when you're on a team that's on the cusp of of putting together something really special. And you know, it like it's funny we reflect sometimes like on how hard it is for like after the prelim loss, for example. You just go, oh, we feel for all these players. How hard it must be, you know. That's one level of it. You know, the players who are actually out there in the, in the starting mm. lineup and they have a tough loss. But then you think about the other players who are on the fringe, you know, they might not even get put on the field in a season and then, and then you're gone, you know, you're not offered a contract. That must be hard to swallow when you're like, I'm on the fringes of something great, but I just yeah, can't okay. crack it at the moment. Um, I remember talking to Tamara Smith about like all that sort of stuff, like, the, the psychology stuff that goes on when you're trying to be drafted, you know, you're trying to be picked up. And I imagine uh, the similar psychological stuff that goes on when you're trying to crack into a team. It's like, I'm right there. What will put me over the line? So yeah, as we've said, best of luck, best wishes to those three players for the time they've given. And let's face it, Johnny, it's not just what they do on the AFLW field in the games. It's, you know, helping drive, you know, standards at training and all that sort of thing, yep. pushing other players for their spot. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Thank you to all three players. And obviously, you know, congrats to Renee Gehring on a great career as well. Yeah, absolutely. As an assign. Pretty, it could um, have really been a fairy tale ending, but 
I think I she'll take so close. this ending, this ending over, you know, other endings that could have happened. So, yeah, what well I'm exactly. doing, Renee Gehring. And, you know, can go out holding her head high, played her absolute guts yeah. out for those last few games. So she can go out on a high. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one more AFLW story, Johnny. I had to make a bit of a, you know, I sandwiched the three AFLW stories here. So we went positive, bit negative, and then we can end on a positive. Um, Let's do it. They call it the compliment sandwich. Um, and yeah. that is that the Cats set a new membership benchmark, Johnny. And that's oh, yes. not only, and you shared this story with me, I thought it would be worth talking about. Um, not only a record for themselves, but a record for the league. Geelong now sits atop the AFLW's membership ladder. A total of 7,190 members joined the Cats in 2023, a 21.1% increase. So that's, you know, Um, adding nearly a fifth, just over a fifth on top of last season's membership numbers. Um, They were third last year. Their first now, they were first in Victoria last season, but now they're first across the entirety of Australia. Johnny, I think that's just, you know, massive news. And as we, you know, we commented on, as the team's fortunes have changed and they've played, you know, an attractive style of footy and the, you know, the, just as the quality of the product on the field has grown, the eyes and the feet have followed, build it and they will come. Johnny. Oh, most definitely. They've built it and the people have joined in massive numbers. And I'll tell you what, it feels like it's only going to grow because as you posted on X, formerly known as Twitter, and I think also Instagram, the likes and comments from the prelim games and the, the finals games, and they're just growing exponentially. So, yes, that's fantastic. I'll say, I'll say, I think we can take a a small percentage of credit, maybe like a one one percent uh, credit in helping boost John's, the AFLW. John's get like a cease and desist from the club. John's yeah, going to be there like John, <laughs> stop. <laughs> but I, I think we can take a little bit of credit, not a whole lot, but just a, just a, a tiny bit for helping um, bring this great club. Uh, fans to this great club in the AFLW and uh, um, AFLM, you know, because it's all one, just one big club. If you follow the men's, why not follow the women's? Because they're both sensational teams and the only difference is they play different leagues. Apart from that, it's just one big yeah, club. I think too, like, I was just trying to see if I can find the updated numbers for those for those tweets and things. I can't, but anyway. Um, what I was going to say is like, it's, it has been one of the real like privileges of doing this podcast. And for anyone who's maybe new to it, we started in 2021 and we started with the women's season in 2021. And it was, you know, it was a bit of a slog. I think they went two and eight that season. Um, uh, and yeah, it, it was, a, it was a slog. It was not, you know, a, it was not what you see now. Um, that has been built over the last three seasons. But it's been a real privilege, Johnny, to talk about this team and to see the support around the team grow. Like I remember being on Twitter and, you know, tweeting about games, you know, 
early days of the podcast and we would barely get any interaction. And I think about the, the podcast listener numbers, you know, where, you know, you might only have like 15 or 20 people, you know, listen to the AFLW episodes. And, and that's now, you know, in most cases, tripled or quadrupled, which in the case, you know, in the space of a few seasons is, is really nuts. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's been nice to see that growth and it's been nice to see on Twitter during games like that the Cats fan base is just getting behind this team and we shouldn't take it as a given either. Um, no. That, you know, there are, there are other clubs around the league too who are really struggling and that's not good and you want to see them go from strength to strength, but particularly when the league is at such a... Um, it's a, it's still in some ways like at a vulnerable time in its growth, even though it's going from strength Definitely. to strength. You know, you, you you can't afford, you know, to have season upon season, you know, for a club where it's just in the doldrums. Um, I think it makes it hard because the, the the margins are so much slimmer, um, you know, financially and all that sort of thing. So it's great to see Cats fans voting with their feet, voting with their eyeballs, voting with their wallets, perhaps most importantly, Absolutely. because as we know. Professional sports leagues, um, they 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 speak in dollars and cents. So if we want to they talk do. any cents into them, we've got to speak in dollars. Um, buy them. Let's buy them let's memberships. Get, buy double memberships. Let's get well. double digits next year. I've got uh, AFL get 10, and AFLW membership. I think it's like twenty bucks a month or so. Not much. Yeah, it's a little bit, but it's definitely worth it. Definitely jump on board, and I think that's. For a, I think that's the country one. But yeah, if you if yep. you can afford it, definitely buy a membership for this great club because you know, as Jake said, bring those feet, bring those numbers, and uh, again, mm. this league, especially the AFLW league, will only grow stronger and stronger if the numbers continue to grow, and we'll get more consistently great games. And it's not far from when young players, young girls, will be, you know, playing from when they're as young as the boys going through Auskick and mm. VFL and state leagues and country towns and all that. And then we'll be having two extremely well-run leagues, hopefully. Well, not extremely well-run, but well-run well-run leagues, we'll say. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you always got to caveat that with professional sports you do. leagues. We'll see how they go fixing the umpiring and stuff. Exactly. Um, well, you know, and let's face it, there's an opportunity maybe to improve how the league is run. I think there's a there's a vacancy at the top at the moment, um, or about. That's to what they still need to um, Yeah, they won't. They and, won't and another thing, sorry, just to watch. just talking about you know the young you know women playing the sport and that sort of thing. The draft is fast approaching. I think it's only a couple of weeks away. Go and check out Rookie Me Central. They've got a an AFLW draft magazine, which has everything, their full AFLW draft guide. Um, I think it's online. So go and check that out. Have a read. Um, I believe the cats have already laid a uh, father-daughter bid on, uh, trying to find her name. It's O'Rourke. O'Rourke, O'Rourke. I just saw it. Um, who has yeah a connection to the club? So, um, awesome. so um, yeah, go go and check that out. So the draft is Monday, the eighteenth of December, 
and the trade period is from this Thursday until December 14th, so a week of trading is to come this week. So keep an eye on, I'm sure Rookie Me Central will probably have lots of draft stuff, but mm. we'll also do some AFLW drafting news, no doubt. Definitely. So, yeah, no, Geelong uh, Cats have lodged a father-daughter nomination for exciting Bendigo Pioneers midfielder slash forward. Um, Bridie O'Rourke? Brid O'Rourke? I'm not sure mm. how you pronounce the name. My bad. Um, yes. All right. Cool. So keep an eye on that. Go and read that. All right. Let's click over now, Johnny. Speaking of drafts, the Cats. Yes. Drafted a magnificent seven, seven players uh, welcomed to the club. Um, Thank you, John. Thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, An interesting collection of players, Johnny. I'm just working through them here. So we had Conor O'Sullivan on the first night of the draft, pick 11. Um, Mitch Edwards, pick 32. Uh, Werribee VFL player Sean Manor at pick 36. I've got thoughts on Sean Manor, uh, as well as Warnable slash GWV Rebel George Stevens, uh, Barwon Heads Football Club forward Oliver Wiltshire at pick 61, Lawson Humphreys, pick 63, and Emerson Jecker at pick seven was added on Wednesday. That must be like the the rookie draft or whatever the hell they call it. Uh, Yeah, did you have any thoughts, Johnny, coming away from the draft, I sort of thought it was funny, you know, all the lead up was like, oh, you know, people going, how the hell are the cats going to fill all the list spots? They always find a way. You're never going to go in with a bunch of spots, you know, blank on the roster. Yeah. Um, yeah did you have any takeaways, thoughts on any of the players, the process? Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't have a much, much thought on the players because I don't know much about them. And I'll leave man into you. I, I think. Yeah, definitely very excited for him. And so am I. I'm actually really looking forward to seeing Manon play next year. But yeah, I think it was, yeah, it feels like it was really well done by the Cats. I think they they went out and knew what they wanted and got the players that they really wanted to get. Um, it's exciting, really exciting to see Connor O'Sullivan because he's sort of been touted as a Mark Blixev's type player. And I think during this during this season, the AFL and we were talking about who's going to replace Mark Blixeffs. Well, it looks like the Cats possibly already answered that question. And then, yeah, the other guys, I think I've seen a bit of their, you know, those quick highlights that they put up when they get drafted and they all look pretty exciting. And ones that, you know, seem to feel a void that the Cats are going to be losing in the next, like, avoid that the Cats will be gaining in the next few years seasons as you know some of our senior guys start retiring which could yes most likely next year and a couple of years after that so i think the cats are definitely drafting for the future and drafting really well so yeah i'm excited to see what these players can bring and you know we've still got a lot of <clears throat> a lot of young guys in the team already so i think it's really exciting for the cats i think Next year will be a really interesting year to see how well the Cats will go with you know, injuries and playing the style they want to play after this season, which we'll get into next week. But I'm um, mm. looking forward to seeing what these draftees can bring, especially Connor, Connor O'Sullivan. Um, it'd be good to see what yeah. he can do with the number 14. 
yeah, it's it's um it's big shoes to fill. Um, Very big shoes for Connor O'Sullivan. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it with O'Sullivan, like the Blixarves comparisons, and that's what jumped out to me when I read the rookie me central draft profile saying that, you know, he's a player who's, you know, played at every position sort of thing. And then you watch his highlights and he's big and strong and he can take marks overhead, but also, you know, he's clean down below his knees, picking the ball up, weaving through traffic, you know, getting involved in chains of possession. So it's the nice thing. Either you get a player who can play at any, you know, at any position and can be a utility sort of player, or, you get a player that has experience at a number of positions and then can find specialization at the next level. Maybe he doesn't become Blixhouse. Maybe he becomes an ex-key defender. Maybe he becomes a key forward. Who knows? But, you know, the the set of skills are really exciting. Uh, something else I really enjoyed, Johnny, was the fact that we only added in, um, you know, a few players from sort of out of state. There's, there's yeah. some locals coming in like you look at players like uh george stevens um who has already played some time in the vfl for the cats he's kind of strong body you've got werribee uh sean manor who i'll talk about in slightly more detail in a minute you've got oliver wiltshire who was from barwon heads so i like that the cats are continuing to recruit it's a it's a mix of players. It, it's experience like Sean Manor, like Emerson Jecker uh, from yep. Box Hill, who have already maybe got some VFL stuff under their belt. But then you get some more rookie type players, you know, at the younger end of the spectrum. Just helps you keep populating that list with a bit of variety. Um, but Sean Manor, Johnny, I watched play against the Cats for Werribee earlier this season. Uh, and he really, he was teaching some lessons to Jai Clark um, playing for the Werribee Tigers when, when we met up with them. And it, he, here's his um, stat line for the year. Um, or or I'll, I'll, I'll run through his disposals first for you, just game by game, right? So this all right. is all his disposal counts. 31, 40, 24. Uh, 12, 31, 21, 29, 27, 25, 29, 28, 25, 28, 21, 24, 24, uh, 15, 29, Ooh. 13, 19, 27. Here's his goal kicking, Johnny. So he gets plenty of the ball. He'd, he'd be averaging yep. well over 25 disposals. His goal kicking for the year. Uh, no goals in week one. Then he went four goals, one. Kicked zero goals, five against the Cats. So could have had an absolute handful. Three goals, one. No goals, one goal, two goals, no goals, one goal, two goals, three goals, seven goals, two goals, one <laughs> goal, three goals, one goal, no goals, two goals, one goal, one goal, and six goals in the grand final loss against the Gold Coast. So, um, you know, averaging in excess of 25 disposals per game, I would say he's kicked 40 goals for the season, as well as laying a bunch of tackles. I, I think... He's a great player. He's a great type of player for the Cats to bring in. Um, yeah. You know, maybe he hasn't got that AFL level experience yet, but but adds, you know, an immediate experience body who, by the look of things, as we talk about a lot, Johnny, has multiple strings to the bow so you don't have to carry, you know, a, a one-sided player. It's a player who can complement the team in a number of ways and probably be used in a number of roles. The cats, yeah, no. so. 
that's some good stats that he's rail, railed off there. And I think I can I can really see why the cats picked him up. The cats love their mature age recruits, and why not? Why why wouldn't you get a player who's dominated in the VFL for for his team and give him a chance in the AFL level? Mm. It's it's well earned, well deserved, and I can only see good things happening for him. I think he'll be really determined to put his best foot forward and want to be out there in round one because he's got a chance. Uh, it's hard to see a lot of the other draftees, you know, with the same chance for him to get in into the side straight away, just because you know he's played all that mm. BFL games and built into his body nicely. But our young guys, you know, still still got to put on a bit of that mass. But I could really see mm. Manning getting into the side round one if there's a spot for him. And I think he's going to be pushing for that spot, absolutely. So, yeah, he's one that I'm very excited to see and see what he can bring to this team. And another, it could be another one of those ones where go, all these other teams could have had him and they missed out. And thankfully, we got Stephen Wells and Andrew Mackey to bring the good stuff for the Cats. So, yeah, thumbs up for me for all these players. Absolutely, 100%. Couldn't agree with you more. It worked out pretty well when we got James Podziadley, who was also a former Werribee player, um, just to tie it all together. All right, Johnny, last one for the night, and then we are going to get out of here. There's no Patreon extra section tonight, but there will be a video right. version of this show for the Patreon subscribers. You can check out my new chair. Um, oh, swish, Johnny. Oh, swish. Aldi. Um, Aldi. Can't go no, wrong with that. Get a sponsorship here. Sponsorship. Yeah, I was going to say sponsor um, us, Aldi. That's right. Chat Cats brought to you by the Aldis. Um, speaking oh, of new chairs, speaking of new stands, we didn't get to react to this one, Johnny, when it happened, we but didn't. that was Joel Selwood immortalized uh, in Cadinia Park with the naming of the new stand will be the Joel Selwood stand. I think they still missed a trick going with the Scott Selwood stand um, because that would have been hilarious to go Chris Scott and Joel <laughs> Selwood and it would look like we'd named it after Scott Selwood. But um, yep. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you sort of give us give us your thoughts here, Johnny. Uh, a fitting honour for a, a, a true legend in every Absolutely. sense and meaning of the word. Yeah, definitely. It's It's one that I don't think many people were surprised by. I think we all saw this mm. coming a long way away, and it feels like it was deliberately done by the cats, just you know, to go, yeah, let's just delay this for a bit longer until Selwood's retired, and then we'll do this for him. So yeah, it's definitely a well, well earned um, thing for the Selwood. It was Joel Selwood definitely a mm. yeah? Couldn't think of a better player to get a stand named after him, and yeah, it's. Well deserved. Who else would we name it after? Because um, he is one of the greatest cats to play the game. Pull on the hoops. Definitely the best mm. captain I think we've ever seen. Um, yeah, exactly. very special. Very special. And if they did go with Scott Selwood, then three people would have felt extremely good about themselves. <laughs> Taking a bit of pressure. <laughs> I see it would have been brilliant. Yeah, it <laughs> would have been. <laughs> But yeah, couldn't be happier. The right thing was ultimately done. The right thing was definitely done. 
might have been a little bit of a riot outside of Cadenia Park if it wasn't done, maybe. But yeah. They just burned down the new stand. Just burned down the new stand and then rebuild it until they get it right, which they did first time. So yeah, it's it, the Joel the Selwood name's definitely not going away from the cats anytime soon. And hopefully we get to see young Joey Selwood out on the field playing for the hoops one day if you know if he wants to go down that path. I don't think Joel's going to be right, he's, too hard to get to you know, want to play AFL, but you know maybe he will. We don't know Joel Selwood at all. That's right. Um, here you go, Johnny. Here's, here's a last little question for you. Yes. Um, out of the current list of Geelong players. Yes. Who do you think? And now this this is this you can cho- you can choose men's or women's current list. And I want you to say there's there's another that you know whether they build a new you know a bar in the stadium or it's a new stand yep. or a members area or something. They're naming something again. Who is yep. the most likely from the current crop of Cats current men's crop. and women's players to have something named after them? I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one. I would like to see a bar. Yep. Um, you know, like like a yeah, one of the bars at Kidinia Park renamed after Jeremy Cameron. Just Cameron's Corner yep. or something like that. Yeah, that'd be nice. That's one I'd like to see. I reckon it's a tough one because there's many deserving names. I know. So I would like to pick a women's, but then it's like, but I, uh, are we thinking of retiring soon? But no, no, no. Um, Meg McDonald as the captain? Could we, could was, we get something named um, after Megatron? Definitely leaving, leaning towards Meg McDonald. Mm-hmm. How about the Maybe. Meg McDonald fence? That's right. We've got to do one of the, well, yeah. exactly, because you'd always have an absolute wall intercepting Absolutely. down back. I like it. Um, yeah, I, I think just there's the lots of... That goes around the entire boundary. Just call that Meg McDonald's fence. Stops people getting on Megatron. the ground. The wall of Megatron. That's right. Like it. And it doesn't sound that I think exciting. There's lots I of... think it, it's, it's a pity. No, you run out of things to name, though, John. That's the problem. You do. There's only so many stands. Maybe, maybe in the next round of redevelopments. Um, you know, when we're adding like a fourth tier to, to the yep. stadium, we can add new stands um, that exactly. we can name again. So, no, I like it, Johnny. Let's let's get out of here. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm yeah, done. It's, it was good. I'll go finish tallying up these votes at some point and see do the women's as well. And then by the time we do the recap, we'll have the chappies. MVP players known by me. I won't tell you guys. I'll keep it a secret. All right. Sounds good to keep me. You, you can do the suspense. grand reveal. I'll do the grand reveal. That is the plan at the moment, is that you will hear from us in about a week's time. We're, we're just going one episode a week, one planned episode a week. If something really big yeah. comes up and we go, oh, let's jump in and do an episode on that. Maybe, you know, if there's trade stuff that happens over the AFLW period, we might try and jump in the studio and do one. But... For now, just going to one episode a week during this busy, festive time of the year. But the, the plan is we'll be back in your ears in about a week's time to do a full 2023 yep. 
season recap of both the men's and women's cat season, including the annual Chappies, where we give out our awards for the season. Johnny, thanks for jumping in the studio with me. No worries. That was good fun. I'm glad we decided to get on in the end. It was good to Absolutely. get in and do a bit of reminiscing on certain things. But I'm really looking forward to next week, and I think everyone else will be as well looking forward to our what we thought of the seasons. Both seasons as well, not just men's, not just the women's, mm. but both seasons. That'd be a big one. Just a bunch of chaps chatting the cats. Until next time, go cats. Go cats. Go cats.